Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Cold, but good, yeah? It is cold. I don't know what the wind chill is out there, but it's like chilly. Well, tonight, tonight I have a, I have a short message I'm going to share with you, um, and it's actually, um, Kenneth Copeland did something similar to this, so I'm not doing exactly what he did, but something similar. It's going to be, I'm going to do the next couple of weeks, it's called Steps to Releasing Your Faith. Steps to Releasing Your Faith. And tonight I want to talk about releasing your faith through love. Releasing your faith through love. And we'll talk about a couple different ways to release your faith. We're just going to talk about this one here tonight. And I just, I don't know if you caught some of the things I was saying in my prayer, um, but I really believe that God wants to do bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger things. Bigger miracles. He wants to see things happen. And I just, I'm encouraging us here on a Wednesday night to just talk about our faith and just releasing our faith. And what I've become to understand or what I've come to this realization of is that God promises that he is going to take care of all of our needs. And not that we don't have to pray for our needs and pray for our daily bread and we've got the Lord's Prayer, we've got all that. But I really want to start focused. Like, I just want to have us all believe that, and it's taken care of, and we don't even have to talk about it anymore. That's done. And I want to be focusing my time and my effort and my prayers on things that are so big, so radical, so out there, that only, only God, only God. People are going to say, only God. It was only possible because there must be a God. Because this is not, you couldn't do this in your own strength. I didn't just get a different job. I didn't, I mean, I'm talking about... Big, big, big miracles. Um, and I was encouraged. Uh, I don't know if any of you follow Bethel, Chris, besides Chris. Anybody follow Bethel out of Redding, California a little bit? Uh, oh, Sydney, you do. Welcome, Sydney. Hello. Uh, actually, Sydney's sister uh, goes to the School of Supernatural Ministry out there. She's in year one, I think you said, right? In year one. However, they had a, they had a young, they had a, a woman on their worship team whose daughter actually passed away. And she was only two years old. And it was a very, very tragic event. And they, as a church, the parents decided that they were going to pray that this, that this young girl would be raised from death to life. Like physically, dead to life. Uh, they didn't have her on any life support. They didn't have her doing anything. Uh, I know we saw a miracle here in our midst with Pastor Jim, six days in a coma, but he was on life support and stuff like that. Not that that makes the miracle any less, because it wasn't. But they were praying for this young girl uh, to be raised from the dead. And they prayed for four, five, six, maybe seven days. And she didn't. She didn't come back to life. And I'll tell you what, Bethel took, I think, a lot of heat if you just take a quick look at YouTube, they took a lot of heat from a lot of people, a lot of different churches saying, you know, why would you do that? Why would you be praying? And Bill Johnson's response was because, you know what? Because the Bible says God raises people from the dead. 
God raises people from death to life. Jesus did it. He laid hands on people, and they literally were raised from the dead. And Paul did. Paul, well, he laid on somebody. Peter laid on somebody. I mean, Paul, when he was preaching until 2 in the morning, the guy fell a couple stories down and was dead, and he picked him up, and then he was alive again. Right? So, I mean, God does these things. And I was so proud of Bethel. You know, not like that's anything that I'm going to be proud of Bethel, right? I'd rather have them be proud of us sometimes, right? But, you know, I was just so proud of them. They said, you know what? We're going, to, we're going to fight for this. We're going to fight for this. And you know what? In God's sovereignty and his great thing, it was, it was her time to go be with him. And we don't understand all the reasons. We don't understand why it happened, why she didn't come back, why she had to go at that time. And maybe someday they'll feel, figure that out or God will reveal that to them. But I want to be a church that has enough guts enough faith, enough boldness, and a couple other words I can think of that I'm not going to say from the pulpit, if you guys understand what I'm saying, to say, you know what, I, we can believe for that. We can pray for that. And you know what, I want to be a church that has the boldness of faith to pray for things that seemingly are completely impossible. Because my, my Bible says he's the God of the impossible. And he's able to do things that are just absolutely supernatural that we couldn't do on our own, that doctors couldn't do, that finance people couldn't do, that nobody could do but him. And so I just want to, I just as a church, I'm saying this to you guys on Wednesday night because you're here in like, you know, wind chill teens weather because you guys are the ones who say, you know what, I, we will believe and it'll start from here. I'll tell you what, us here praying here on Wednesday night and Tuesday morning prayer and the other times that we pray are as important, if not more important, than a Sunday morning service. Because I believe that what happens here, intercessing, and just the time of prayer, not the time of preaching, even the time of worship, just the prayer time, personal prayer, is opening up the floodgates of heaven to do these miracles that we're seeing. So anyway, I appreciate that. So uh, what I want to do is turn with me to James 4. I'm going to hand something out then in a minute because I'm going to reward those who diligently seek him, who come out on a Wednesday night. I'm going to get your prayer guides a few days earlier than those who are coming on Sunday, because the fast starts on Sunday. Uh, If you are unaware, or if you haven't been here on a Sunday, we are starting a 21-day fast. Uh, Starts on this coming Sunday on the 12th. It goes through February 1st, uh, which is a Saturday, so we do 21 days starting on a Sunday, ending on a Saturday. Uh, It ends the day before the Super Bowl. Yes, I checked that. I was very careful to make sure that if anyone was thinking about pizza or wings, that they were still able to do that for their Super Bowl parties on February 2nd. Uh, but that, that fast is going to go, and we, I'm just asking, as I asked on Sunday, for everybody in the congregation, just begin praying this week, what is it, Lord, that you want me to fast? Uh, you know, is it social media? Is it Netflix? Is it food? Is it multiple things? Is it a meal? Is it a whole day a week? Is it whatever it is? I don't know what it is. It's up to you. And you don't, you don't have to tell me, right? The Bible says don't talk about that you're fasting. Uh, so I'm probably not going to tell you all the stuff that God has told me so far to go do. Uh, but what I want you guys to do is just really be pressing in to this time of fasting, this time of prayer. Uh, what I'll hand you tonight is these prayer guides that kind of walk through the 21 days and what you can pray for on day one, day two, day three, day four. Uh, and it kind of walks through basically a bunch of scriptures. We've had these in the past, but we kind of refreshed them this year. All right, James 4. James 4, verse uh, 2, let's just do 2 and 3 for now. Uh, And it says, it says, You lust and you do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain. 
You fight in war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. And that scripture has just been, I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit on Sunday too, so it's actually a different message, but it goes along with the same scripture. Uh, You do not have because you do not ask. And then he goes on to say in verse 3, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. So it's what that is telling me that says that, hey, if we are praying to for a million dollars, you know, I'm asking for a million dollars so I can, you know, buy a jet and a, and, a, and a new plane and my helicopter or whatever else, we're asking amiss, really, truly. We're asking amiss because we're asking for our own pleasures. But what the scripture also is saying is if we ask according to his will, if we ask according to the things we want to see done in his kingdom and on the things on this earth, on earth as it is in heaven, he's saying we have not because we ask not. So could we, church, start asking for big, big things? This is where I'm going with this thing, like what Bethel was doing. Can we begin to ask for things that are so unbelievable, that are so unfathomable that it could only be God to do it? That it could only be God that could possibly make this happen. And so this is my heart for this year. This is our heart for uh, this, you know, 2020 and this revival 2020. Because I just want to, I want to ask for it. I want to ask for big things. You know, why, why can't the sanctuary on Sunday morning be filled and overflowing and have our traffic jams Amen. in the next two months? Yeah. Well, oh, there's got to have slow growth and this. Like, let's just start. At, if it doesn't happen that way, then I'm going to say, Lord, why not? What, what do I need to do as the leader? What do we need to do as an organization? What do we need to do as a church? We need to have more small groups ready so that people can get filtered in as they come in. Because, hey, Pastor Jason, you're not ready for 500 people yet. Okay. Then let us help us to get ready, Lord, and show us what we need to do to get ready. So I want to ask for some big stuff. Ask for big stuff. I want to, I want to release our faith for the miraculous. I want to release our faith for the miraculous, which is why I was searching for, and I really was digging into this teaching of steps to releasing our faith, because I want to release our faith for the miraculous. You know, the Bible says that faith without action uh, is dead, and I believe the action in this case shall be love. We're going to release our faith through love. So turn with me now to Mark 11. Uh, Mark 11, verse 22. A lot of us know this uh, very famous word of faith verse. <laughs> word of faith verse. Uh, Mark 11, verse 22. Now I'm going to read down through 25. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Period. Have faith in God. Nowhere else, not in your job, not in your boss, not in your, not even, okay, sure, not even in your pastor, okay? Don't have faith in me. Have faith in God Amen. and who he is and what he does. This is not about Jason and Liz. This is not about anybody else on staff. It's about him. Verse 23, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, says to this mountain, speaks to this mountain, prays at this mountain. And when I'm thinking mountain, I'm thinking a pretty big, pretty sizable thing. He didn't say hill. He didn't say pebble. He didn't say rock. He didn't say stone. The word there is mountain. Let me translate it for you. Mountain. Take the Greek, mountain. Take the Hebrew, mountain. Big, 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 big things. Not little things, not my daily bread. This says a mountain. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, 
Are you kidding me? Mountain, get out of the way and get into the sea. Are you serious? And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Have whatever he says. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray... So this says we need to pray with mountain-moving faith. We need to speak those prayers and speak at that mountain. That's what I want to do tonight for, the, for a little bit of time here towards the end. I want to speak to those mountains. i got a little prayer guide we're going to put up on the, on the uh, overhead. Things that we're going to pray for and we're going to speak over and we're going to see miracles and mountains move. Whatever things uh, you ask for when you pray, believe, you receive them, and you will have them. And if you go back, it says, for sure they say to you, whoever, 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 not just the pastor, not just the worship leader, not just the men's leader, not just the woman's leader, not just the small group leader, not just the security leader. I'm just pointing at people now. Not just one of the ushers. Not, no, it says, it says, it says whosoever. It's not, it's not position-based. It's not authority-based. It's not whatever. It just says Whosoever. That means you, that means me, whoever. Verse 25, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So this is telling me we want to be walking in this mountain-moving faith. We want to be speaking to things. What we basically have to say is, I need to get this unforgiveness out of the way. Lord, forgive me for the things that I've done. Lord, I forgive those who have done things to me. I need to get that stuff out of the way because it's like this, it's like this thing that blocks. It's blocking this mountain-moving speaking that we're able to go do. The Bible promises us that we can go do. We've got to get that stuff out of the way. Whosoever. Psalm 23, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 23, verse 1 and 2 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. When we pray, we enter into his presence. When we praise, worship, and give thanks, he enters into ours. Let me say that again. When we pray, we enter into his presence. And then when we praise, worship, and give thanks, he enters into ours. It's this beautiful exchange of his presence coming, us entering, him coming down, and us having this absolutely transforming power come upon us. And basically, if you looked at that last one, it says faith basically is not going to work with an unforgiving heart. So when we're praying and we're not seeing miracles move, the first thing I begin to say, Lord, show me what I need to change in my life. Show me the sin I have in my life. Show me what I need to repent over. Show me what I'm not, what I'm not believing right, what I'm not thinking right, what I'm not saying right. I'm always asking, because it's not him. It's not him that's wrong or off or changed. I'm doing something that's blocking something that says, you know what? I want to remove myself from the equation. Lord, I'm re- I want to remove myself. Show me what I need to do. Show me how I need to change. Hebrews 11.6. Turn with me just quickly to Hebrews. I just got one or two more scriptures and I want to spend some time uh, praying here. Hebrews 11.6. 
It's one of my favorite verses. It says, but without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So I'm always like, when I read this, without faith, it's impossible to please him. That means we must have this foundation of faith if we want to please him. How does faith come and grow? By hearing the word of God, by studying the word of God, by listening to the word of God. So if we are not doing that in our life, and we say, well, you know, it's okay if I don't read the Bible, it's okay if I don't do this, but what this is telling me, without faith, if my faith grows by entering into his presence, by studying his word, by spending time in the Bible, if faith grows by that, and I want to please him, then this is something I need to do and make it part of my life, part of everything that I do. In the Galatians 5, 6 says, faith works by love. Galatians 5, 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. So releasing our faith through love. Faith will not work without love. If you don't walk in love, you're just full of empty noise. 1 Corinthians 13, actually I believe I might even have that one up there too. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. If you have not love, faith is not released to be able to work. And if you look in the Bible, if you look at some of Jesus' miracles and the stuff that he did, what happened is, is he is love, God is love. He's got this agape love, this love that doesn't matter what happens or what we do, he still loves us. And think of the faith that he released through love because he walked around with compassion. He had compassion. And what I believe is that as we grow in our love and our love for our others, we grow in compassion. And we grow in compassion, we grow in our faith. And when we grow in our faith, we begin to be able to release faith in a greater measure in our lives, a greater measure in our prayers. And we begin to pray for the miraculous. We begin to pray for mountains to move. And when we're moved with such compassion, this unforgiveness that was once in the way begins to move out of the way. And this absolute love and compassion is what begins to absolutely change and transform these mountains that are in front of us. Does this make sense? You know, I've, you know, I've prayed for a lot of different people and uh, from a healing perspective. And I can't, I don't know if I have ever had an example in where when I am praying for someone, and I, it's like I try to get it, but sometimes it just comes and sometimes it doesn't. When the compassion of God comes upon me and I begin to just break and weep for the person I'm praying for, 100% of the time, 100% of that time, this person is healed. Either right then, right there, or shortly thereafter. And, I ask, and so I'm asking and I'm saying, Lord, I want that compassion all the time. I want to walk around constantly with that compassion that I have. And I need to grow in that. And I get frustrated with myself if I ever pray for someone and they're not healed right away. And I say, Lord, why not? I want to see them healed right away. What can we do? What do they need to do? What do I need to do? I want to grow in faith to see this work all the time. And sometimes it won't work. And I don't always know the answer why. We don't always know the answer why. We prayed for a lot of people. And they, you know, they've passed away with cancer or something long before we believe was their time. And we can't always answer every one of those questions and understand everything and totally understand the sovereignty of God 
try it for a little bit because you can't. It's like really hard to really hard to grasp the sovereignty of God and what that means. But at the end of the day, we are not going to back down from praying bold, miraculous prayers, mountain-moving prayers. And we want to release those through love, through God's love that can, re- that can be filtered through us as we walk. So tonight what I want to do is I'm going to hand out, shoot, see this? You guys are going to get these prayer guides first. Oh, sure. These are the uh, Revival Prayer Guides, Revival 2020. Uh, These are the prayer guides we're going to pass out on Sunday. You're going to get these first. And you guys can use them tonight. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to spend some time praying. Uh, There's a table of contents on the inside. So if something jumps out at you tonight, one of these topics is something that you really want to pray for. You can flip to that day, to that page, and there's scripture after scripture, you know, seven, eight to ten scriptures on each of these topics that you can begin to speak that word, exactly what we just talked about. Speaking the word, the mountain moving faith, saying to that mountain, using God's word, which is, as we know, powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, and, and what my Bible says is it doesn't return void. Doesn't return void. So we want to speak these scriptures over, uh, over each of these things as we pray tonight as a congregation. Rich or Glenn, if you want to, want to put that slide up there, just to give you an idea of what it looks like as we begin to pray. Uh, so what we did is just, uh, uh, Liz and I made this last night, uh, but what we wanted to do was just put, you know, for our churches and for our world, two different categories. They're not in order as they are on here, which is fine. Uh, you guys are smart. You can figure it out. I know the lights will be down, but I'm sure you'll be able to see enough uh, to be able to pray uh, some of these prayers. But I just want to spend the next, you know, 10 minutes, uh, 12 minutes or so before we wrap up uh, just praying over these things. And I'm going to open in prayer, and Rich is going to put on some music in the background for us. We'll dim the lights a little bit uh, as I open. You guys can move around. You can come up here to the altar. Maybe there's some unforgiveness in your heart. You got to get out of the way. First, that's okay. Do it at your seat. Do it up here in front of the altar. Kneel where if you want. Walk around if you want. Uh, the sanctuary is completely open to move uh, freely about as we begin to pray and enter in. And church, you know, I am truly believing for some pretty big and bold things. And I don't have them listed yet. Uh, and I'd ask for your prayers uh, tomorrow and Friday. Uh, Liz and I are going to lock ourselves up in the... <laughs> That sounds bad. Uh, We're going to lock ourselves up in our office, in our conference area, and we're just going to begin praying for a fresh revelation, a fresh vision for this church, and what basically are some of these bold, miraculous, ridiculously huge things that we are going to begin believing for as a church. And so we're going to be kind of lock ourselves in. Our sweet Anna, our oldest, is in town for another couple days. She can watch the kids. She can take the kids to school. So we can actually have an opportunity to do this. So pray for us. As well, the next two days, Thursday and Friday, if you think about it, uh, we're going to just be kind of, we're going to, we wanted to do this before the fast starts so that we can kind of have something that we can really just marinate on for the next three weeks. And then we'll begin to release that, you know, as God makes it available for us to release to people and where we're moving, how we're going to, what's the next things that we're, that we're going to be able to go do as a church. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's pray if you guys want to grab those lights and, and put on some music. I'll just open... And then we'll just, you guys can just walk around, do whatever you want to do, and then I'll close here in a little bit. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for who you are. 
I thank you for the goodness of God. Father, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your forgiveness. And Father, we ask for your forgiveness tonight. Father, we just ask that you just penetrate our hearts tonight personally. And that a greater love will grow on the inside as we grow our faith. That this faith can be released through the love that you have, that you have put on the inside of us. And Father, thank you for your agape love, which is basically impossible to copy. Because no matter what we do, you still love us, you still care for us. And we thank you for that. So Father, as we come to you tonight, your word says when two or more are gathered, you're here with us. So we thank you for your presence. It also says, Father God, that you answer our prayers. And Father, we believe in faith for the things we're asking for tonight. Over each and every one of these areas, for our church, for our world, for our missionaries. And so, Father, we just release all this up to you. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm just going to read this prayer on day 21, and it's praying Psalm 119. Father, I ask that you direct our ways. Father, I thank you that you always stay close to us. Father, open our eyes to see the wonderful things that you have in your word. Strengthen us according to your word. Thank you for setting our hearts free. Turn our eyes away from worthless things. Preserve our life according to your word. Fulfill your promise. Preserve our life according to your righteousness in Christ. Let your mercies and unfailing love come to us. Fill our mouth with your truth. Teach us good judgment and knowledge. Let those who treat us wrongly with falsehood be ashamed, Father, and that they will repent. Cause us to be an example to others with a blameless heart. Save us, Lord. Revive us so we can keep your word. Revive us, Lord. Revive us, Lord. Uphold us and keep us safe. Keep us from our oppressors. Look upon us with mercy. Direct our steps to be your word. Father, may we hear your voice. Consider our problems as we plead our cause. And Father, we thank you for redeeming us. Father, I just thank you for the rest of this week that's before us. Lord, that you will lead and guide and direct our steps. Father, I pray that as we leave here tonight, we will leave with a boldness, a boldness to pray for things that we were, un, we were just afraid to pray for before. Father, give us a holy boldness for the miraculous, to pray with mountain-moving faith. Father, we pray for that. We actually expect it to move, to be cast into the sea. Father, just thank you for changing our expectation, for growing it, for growing our hope, Father. We thank you, Father, as we read your word that our faith will grow. Father, and I just pray that our love will grow for each other and for your word and for you, Father God. And as we grow in our love, Father, you will continue to release our faith in greater and greater and greater measure. We thank you for these things tonight. Pray a hedge of protection as we drive home on icy roads. Father, and just thank you for our children. 
upstairs and downstairs and throughout this building, Father. I just thank you that you go before them. I thank you, Father, that they are, there's no junior Holy Spirit. Father, that these young people can lay hands on the sick and see them healed. That they will begin to also pray bold, bold, bold prayers to see your miracle, miraculous working power move in their lives and the lives of their families, at their schools, and with their friends. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. We will see you on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.